everybody, and welcome to Heads Must Roll, a D&D actual play series set in a world of tyranny, corruption, revenge, and vigilante justice. Each of our heroes has had a life-altering brush with corruption in their past. Because of their troubled past, our heroes were approached by a stranger who invited them to join an underground secret society of vigilante outcasts. The goal of the secret society is to expose and disrupt tyranny and corruption in the government. These are their adventures. Dun -dun. So, welcome back. We are here again to uh, play games, adults playing games. So let's really quick introduce <laughs> the adults who will be playing characters, starting with Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm an adult, and I'm playing Delana Greydark, also an adult, half-elf, who was in a sex cult, and now she's fighting crime. Pow. Nice. Alrighty, next up we have Devin. Hello, I am Devin, potentially also an adult. I'll let the kids at home decide that. Who's playing also the character Daniel San Wei, who may or may not be an adult, mostly because that's very obscure. And that's all I have for Daniel. Next. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, and then next we have Sam. Hi, I'm Sam. Turning, playing Eli or Hexblade, who is definitely an adult, uh, <laughs> doing an adult thing. Uh, this time, revenge. Period. Yes. So this time around, it's very important that we declare our adulthood. Of uh, course. Am, of course. Jake, yeah. Jake, Jake is an adult, and he plays mm -hmm. Ingus, also an adult. Uh, he is a halfling bard who is an aspiring clown with anger issues. And Kurt. Alright, I'm Kurt. I'm playing Riven Larinus. Both of us are adults. Riven was once rich and powerful. Now he's just rich, trying to make his own power. And like so many rich people, is turned into kleptomania. But it's not <laughs> as stereotypical as you might think. Comedy gold right there. Comedy gold. <laughs> mm. And in order to facilitate all these adults playing games, uh, we will turn it over to our DM, Eric. I'm Eric. I am also an adult. And I'm going to be the Dungeon Master for tonight. And we're going to pick up right where we left off last time. Everybody good to go? Let's do it. Good to Let's go. Let's go, fellow adults. All right. <laughs> we're all adults. So from down in the hallway, you think you faintly hear kind of some chanting in kind of a nasal voice. And then, some, and then it stops. And you hear nothing after that down this hallway since you're now you've kind of cleared the the burning corpses and then also the the furniture pile you can see that the remaining unseen ones are kind of bunched up a little further down the hallway and you can also see what looks like a man in kind of like shabby purple robes kind of standing off to the side and what about 20 25 feet behind the clump of unseen ones that are just busy like chattering and grunting at each other excitedly cool they're going to stay in that formation for now, and we'll go down to Eli. So at this point, what does it take to get in there? You can just walk You can just walk on through. Delana hacked the entrance right through the wall of furniture. So there's an actual normal gap at this point. There's there's a gap of just splinters. Mind the gap. Mind the mm -hmm. gap. Now it's the gash instead of a gory hole. The gash. <laughs> the, gory, the gory hole is gone. Now we have the... The gash. gash. <laughs> the gaping gash. Just make oh, sure God. that with that gash, you shred You shred that mad gash. You understand? 
Yeah. But right. you have to I step will... over a flaming dead body, right, in order to get through the gash? Yeah, do you have to do that? Or is that, is that flaming body just, still there? You can, like, walk around and it's... Or has it, like, resorbed, like, most, uh, most flaming bodies in games? Just oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, oh, it's it still, it's still out. very on fire. <laughs> it's like subcutaneous body fat is starting to, like, crackle now a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it does not smell good. We don't even actually know what it's made out of. It's made out of purple stuff. <laughs> yeah, it smells. It smells. Yeah, disgusting. all right. Well, I'll enter the room with weapon brandished. Can I get in close enough to just along the wall and turn left and shoot one of these guys? Or can I do that? Mm-hmm. I'll just keep the wall in my back. And any of these look injured? The no, one formation? of them you can see is like clutching onto like this side of his chest that seems to be kind of like rotting off. Oh, I hit that guy. That's the one that got Mm -hmm. chill touched from before. You can see they're all kind of like standing there in a group. It seems like they're waiting for something. Well, it doesn't really matter what happened to him. What matters is that uh, he seems to be uncomfortable and we'll just make it more uncomfortable. Hooray. Hooray. Attack the weak. (laughs) You could have put him out of his misery, but you decided to give him more misery. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I only rolled a 10. I don't know, does yeah. a 10 hit? And so right there as you go through, you say like the words as you're kind of like winding up your blast. And as you try to send it forth, you see that nothing happens and you can't hear the words coming out of your mouth. It seems like there's complete silence. Well, that's really strange. Um, well, in that case, I will, I will stay put. But um, I'll just have a, have a weapon at my ready, I guess. Okay. Should have snuck in. Man, <laughs> missed my chance. A chamber of muteness. Oh, I thought just a quiet room. That's <laughs> where you go when, when you go to timeout. Yeah, the timeout room. So these guys can't see, and now no one can hear. They're going to be just bumping into walls and shit? No, we can see them. They can't see us. And now they can't hear us. And we can't hear them either. Unless you're muted now. You might be mute. Who knows? But you, you can't hear yourself, and it sounds like they didn't react to you. So we still have a leg up on them. We can see them. But they can't see us. Yeah, they're, they're full Helen Keller right now. A question, though. Someone observing from outside this room watching Eli cast a spell, would we hear him talking, or would we see him trying to talk and not talk? Hmm, you could see him trying to talk, but you would, you would see or hear nothing from it. And also, now that you think about it, the like the fire that like was crackling before, you can't hear like the the flames aren't making a sound anymore. Although you can smell it, it smells terrible, and you can see it. So we should cast COVID on them so they can't smell or taste. You could say yeah. that if this was a zone, <laughs> it might be like a zone of silence or something. You know, possibly one might describe. One it might as that. call it that. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. Just curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you ignore them? Oh, it's Daniel-san. Yep. The gash is open, though? <laughs> the gash is open for business. I, I guess it is. Sweet. Yeah, so it goes back up to right. Daniel's turn. Yep, so there is there is an opening. Uh, Daniel-san will stand in between of Eli and Dell, and will stand there with his fists up, ready to punch. And so as you go through kind of like the hacked through gash... You notice that, like, your footsteps, even though you're, like, walking on, like, broken wood, that it's not making any noise. And then as you're standing kind of next to Eli, 
you notice that you can't hear yourself breathing, or that you can't hear your own breath. I, uh, I make a mental note of how sneaky this sneaky boy has come. And then I, uh, and I stand my ground. All skill. You're just so proud of yourself. This sneaky boy's in the zone. Hell yeah, dude. Wait, so saying Kia doesn't actually affect your key points, does it? Absolutely not, no. Okay. <laughs> Secret rule. Yeah, it actually, it actually does. <laughs> Part of the class, you must yell Kia. Key points have a somatic component. Okay, speaking of sneaky boys, it goes down to Riven. All right, Riven is also going to climb on through the gash. Two, three, four, five, six tiles takes me into the opening. Okay, and you also notice that the fire doesn't seem to be making any sound, but then also as you walk through the broken wood, there's no sound that seems to be coming from that, and you cannot hear yourself breathing. Okay, I'm going to shout, eat arrow, evildoers, and I'm going to unleash <laughs> an arrow at the unseeing one closest to me. Okay, and as you mouth out the words to that, no sound comes out, but the arrow still flies. Okay. Completely silent. Uh, that is uh, nine total. That is not going to do good. And the arrow flies through and just kind of gets caught in like one of the ropes of the first one as it kind of like tries to dodge. I feel like firing into a crowd, I should have a chance of hitting someone behind him. Absolutely not. Because everyone mm, is behind him. Not how the rules go. No. Vetoed. No. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> now, if you had fired on the crowd... Yeah, I should have cast Fireball. <laughs> yeah, crowds have a very low armor class. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to state it or it doesn't count. All right, any other actions? No. Oh, wait, yes, I'm going to hide in plain sight. <laughs> okay. Can I do that? Not in plain sight, but I guess there there are a couple... There's a flaming body and then also another body that you could... Hide behind. behind. I'm going to hide behind the flaming body. Okay, you hide behind the flames. What does that even mean? <laughs> Means what he said. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty clear. Okay. And then Riven, Eli, Daniel, and then Delana, you see kind of the man standing kind of behind the pack of unseeing ones. He walks off like in between some of the stone columns further down the hallway. Uh-oh. And then it'll go to Ingus. I am going to proceed into the room. I'm going to be up against the back wall. 20 next to Eli and then I am going to pull out my gold crossbow and just shoot at the nearest unseeing. Okay. Is that the one that's closest is already injured somewhat? That was yep. the chill touch? Yep, that's the one that got touched. <laughs> I rolled a 12 plus 5, 17. Absolutely, and so that, yep, goes right in to the robes. And you don't hear anything, but it sure looks like he's screeching. I see a, a, a pantomime of a screech for five damage. And you also see a pantomime of him collapsing on the floor. <laughs> Take that. Whack. So he falls down. And once again, with my bonus action, I will take a very deep bow. Okay. And right. another si and a silent bow from the clown on the left. My life is a performance, <laughs> as it should be. And it goes down to Delana. All right, I'm, I'm gonna pull out my bow and arrow as well. Have a stab at this blue guy right in front of me. Or I mean, they're purple, I guess, all of them, but he's a little blue dot. Okay, so 19. Absolutely. Whoa. So five. And with this one, so Delana, you are able to hear the screech, but to everyone else, he is pantomiming a screech again. Mm. Oh. 
as he kind of clutches as a little arrow mm-hmm. lodges in, a, in his or her gut. Well, I can hear him screech, just that one? You can hear the screech, yep. Okay, but I couldn't hear Eli before, or anyone else. You could not hear Eli before. Okay. You also probably could not have seen me shouting things at them. Cool. Well, I guess I'm just going to hide again. <laughs> just keep, like, ducking into a little ball. You just, like, yeah, just crouch my little bit of fallen rubble there by the, by the side. Yes. And then the unseen are going to hobble off to the side down here. And they're going to kind of disappear in between, like, the pillars on the other end of the hallway, leaving their fallen friend and that one that got shot in the gut just now is, like, holding onto the arrow and hobbling off. Did they all hobble? They all hobble down the first, the closest corridor to us. Was that the same one that the robed guy went down to? Nope, he went down. What is it? Another one. Yep, the next opening down yeah. is the one he went down. Did we already establish if that guy was Solomon or not? Does he look like that oil painting, the robed fella, or is he still too far away? For he, us did, to know? he did. Yes. Yep. So he looked like a bald guy with with like a white beard and some really shabby robes for a guy that's supposed to be raking in the cash the guy that's in charge of the temple mm. mm-hmm. maybe solomon was like playing a vagabond he like pretended to be the guy on the streets and he was the one luring them in Ooh, maybe dun, saucy dun. Mm. eli i don't know let's uh let's go up how far can you make it in the turn? Is it six blocks? Five. Yep. So you can double your move. So you can, yep. So you, you get a move action and then you can take your action to dash, which is like another of your movement. All right. I'm going to move up to where I can start seeing into that columned area where they walk, wandered off into. For normal visioned people, what is the general lighting scenario in this particular room? Is it? So now like the torch sconces that are on the side, those are lit. So this room is well lit. Mm-hmm. Although a little, just, just above dimly lit. Okay. With the torches for So for you human folk, everyone is able to see. So Eli, you'd be able to see down this way. Oh, this place is massive. It's a large spot. But yeah, you can see that the hallway widens off in between the pillars into a kind of what looks like a larger opening with a hallway way over on the other side. You mean directly in front of me or to the right? What would be down? Yeah, if I was still looking down the corridor, those guys went to the right into the column there is, in the first column there. Yeah, so they went, in, they went in between the columns. Okay, but you said there's a long hallway or corridor behind them or behind or still directly in front of me. So there's a bunch of columns and then behind the columns, it looks like the room opens up and then way on the opposite side, there seems to be more columns. There's one that you can see on the opposite side. So it looks like... Okay. This one big room is paired with like smaller, with like hallways on either okay. side of it. What about the other direction? We're looking to my left. Okay. So if you look like kind of towards like the wall, uh, you can see there's these kind of like side rooms that just have these like sarcophaguses. Okay. Piled in the side. Well, I will I'll stand my ground here. I don't think I'm going to do anything else. Can I hear myself breathing now? You can, yes. So now you can hear again. Oh, that's weird. Yep, and so you can hear some kind of snapping and snarling coming from kind of that larger room past the columns, as well as just kind of like some talk of what sounds like people coming from kind of like the larger room again past the columns. We're probably outnumbered in like 10 to 1 or something like that. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll let Daniel make the count. <laughs> that was pretty accurate last time. Kia! Okay, we'll go back to Daniel. Uh, okay. Daniel 
15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. And then, oh, there's, oh, shit. There's hallway down there, man. You don't know that. No matter. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, go back. 30, 30, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80. Daniel's Holy. gonna run straight down. Uh, he's gonna run, sprint, Naruto run. Uh, looking down each little hallway as he passes. Okay. So he passes like two hallways and then a third, and he sees a man carrying a barrel. That's that is representative of a person that's like kneeling in prayer in between the columns. Oh yes. Oh, he's not carrying a barrel of ale. Nope, he's not carrying a barrel. Oh, damn it. Okay. All nope, right. that is just the just the tokens that I can <laughs> find for random folk. So you can see he's in purple and golden robes, kneeling, kind of praying like towards the middle of like the larger room. Okay. But then there's also like a lady in between the earlier columns. So there's like people in between the columns. And you can hear them chanting. So after you kinda you started running shortly after you started running, you could again hear your footsteps. Oh, okay. <laughs> Daniel spies the view to his right uh, through the columns and stuff, peeps at one of the weird purpley groany guys next to a regular person, peeps some others next to like a fountain. Is that what I see? Mm-hmm. Okay, next to a weird creepy fountain and says, huh, that's weird. And then ends his turn. Okay. <laughs> it goes to rhythm. So I am going to move six. I can move up to this corner here. I'm going to hide. I'm going <laughs> to peek around the corner. I'm going to move right up to where the, the room opens up into this larger columned room. I'm going to peek around into the part that's kind of been hidden to us in the, the larger room so far. Okay. You're going to peek into the larger room? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to peek around this corner into the open columned area. And so as you peek around in that room... You can only really see like the from that from the angle you're at, kind of behind like the wall before you get into the columns. You can see that the room opens up, and you can see there's there's two fountains on kind of the inside. Again, there's like there's five col really thick stone columns on either on either side of this really really wide middle room with two circular fountain like enormous circular fountains uh, in the middle that don't seem to be running. They're filled with water, but you can see that there's nothing like pouring out of them anymore. And you can see that Solomon's like standing like in between the fountains. Okay, I'm going to knock an arrow and ready an action to fire on anyone who moves towards me or the rest of the party. Okay. That's it for me. And also I'm gonna be sitting there talking to myself. And do this. And so you hear some footsteps and then you hear what must be Solomon's kind of nasal voice. And he goes, my faithful followers, brigands have entered the temple. They've defiled this holy place. Be brave. I may call on you for your assistance. Be ready to bear the burden of my suffering as I fight off these invaders. Oh, no. I'm not a brigand. We'll go to Ingus. Uh, yeah. So I'm still, like, smushed up against the wall, so I don't see, haven't seen any of this yet, so... At this point, so was I, I mean, I'm like at the opposite end of this room. Did I hear him make that announcement? You heard nothing. Oh, right. So I still hear nothing. I don't hear my breathing or anything. You don't hear your breathing or the fire or nothing. Oh, he punished me for imitating his voice. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was still worth it. I think that was great. Yeah, that was glorious. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. 45. I'm pretty much gonna dash action over to the opposite side of the pillar on the hallway that Riven is next to. Like we're like buddy cops about to break through a door or something. 
Oh, hell yeah. And I, I'm going to look at him and I'm going to point at my eyes and I'm going to point at his eyes and <laughs> point back at my eyes. And I'm going to give two thumbs up and a really crooked smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to point to my back for him to climb on. I don't have enough movement to do that, unfortunately. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> Ready in action to jump onto my back if I move. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, so what, is readying an action a bonus or how does that work? So readying action is basically like, kind of make like a trigger for when your action like takes effect. So you basically save it and like you just say like, I'll shoot an arrow like when this happens. And then like if that happens, like it triggers the action. But if I use the dash, my entire double move, I don't have enough mm -mm. turn left to ready anything, right? I no, because just... then you can't ready it. Yep, because you burned your action doing the. the no, but you've got enough time to point at your eyes and then point at my eyes and then point mm. back at your eyes. <laughs> well, I, I did a I did a thumbs up and a smile. Is what I did. Same thing. It means absolutely. My little like spy movements mean absolutely nothing. But I'm such a good performer that you believe <laughs> there's intent behind everything. Yeah, they're super impressive gestures as if i must have military training or something now can you be a mime stuck in a box <laughs> <laughs> that's only for the video audience <laughs> and this has been a 15 second turn now that <laughs> we've been just doing all these hand gestures at each other that's all i can do i guess and then after you take after like you left like the spot you were in after several steps you realize that you can hear again and your footfalls start to kind of echo off the stone walls and I get very happy about that because I would have been mega fucked if that didn't happen. Omega fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Ariel and the Little Mermaid getting her voice back, you know? It's just... Uh... <laughs> Good reference. Thank you. Okay. Let's go Delana. All right. I'm going to dash across the way to the opposite side of Ingus behind this pillar. I'm going to... Maybe this is weird, but... I have a perfume, a bottle of perfume. I want to spray my arrows with it. Cool. Okay. I don't know. I figured they can't see. Maybe they can smell. I don't know. Or maybe it'll just be a cool touch. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, that sounds super rad. They're going to smell great while they die. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> You're improving their condition. Oh, to death. <laughs> yes. And then um, I guess I'll, I'll wait at the ready with my bow ready. With your, so you perfumed an arrow? Yeah. Okay. All right, squirt a little bit of perfume on there. The perfume smells very good. And so you're right. going to like wait until like next turn then? Since I'm a rogue, do I get dash as like a bonus thing or? Yes. Yes, you do. Yep. So you can dash, so you can move a little bit more if you'd like. Would that take up my action though if I, if that's a bonus? Yeah, you can move, you can move again. You can get like, what is it? You can move or hide or disengage. But yeah, it makes you super fast. Gotcha. So you get to move like a crap load more than anybody else does if you do choose to dash as a bonus. Okay. So you can technically triple move as a rogue. That's gross. So if you do dash as a bonus, does that mean you still have a full action after you right. double move? Mm-hmm. But that action will be spent doing the perfume thing, I assume. Y yeah. That would make sense. Okay. Yeah, you would have to dash to get to where you went to. Yeah, so we're good. Then that's it. No, I just wait. Yeah. No, the hallway. Dash and yeah. spritz is what they call it. The old dash and spritz. Yes. Dash and spritz. Yes. Cool. Turn done. Dash and spritz. It sounds like someone's last name. Dash and spritz. Solomon dash and spritz. <laughs> Solomon dash and spritz. Then after, so Delana's kind of got her back up against the wall with a very fragrant arrow. It's stanky. And Delana, you hear a. 
Uh-oh. <sighs> Oops. <laughs> and some grunting come from behind as these little kind of hooded figures come running up Uh-oh. the hallway towards you. Do I fire an arrow now? So as that one comes up, yep, you can shoot an arrow at this guy. I'm gonna fire at him. Ooh, that is a 25 to hit. Ooh, that, yep, that's that sinks in. Roll for damage. Not not much damage. Yeah, that's three damage. Okay, and you sink an arrow in the robed figure's shoulder. And you get a, you get a screech out of it. But more are gonna be coming in between the pillars at the very nice smelling arrow. I guess she really does want to die. No! Yeah, I don't know why you turn yourself into human bait. <laughs> eh, I didn't really think it through, like, the actions. Oops. <laughs> so they, they kind of started hobbling around the sweet-smelling arrow, and one of them that has, like, the arrow in his shoulder brings out of his robes like this, what looks kind of like a really large kind of, like, like walking stick with a little like, like metal end at the top. Wait, should I should I have gotten sneak attack since he was within five feet of an enemy? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then three damage was seven damage. Okay. I believe we decided at the beginning of this game that rogues always get sneak attack always. I'm I'm really lobbying for that. It's fairly easy to get in fifth, which is really nice. Well, because it's like almost all of my damage output. <laughs> okay. Instead of his shoulder, it goes in between his ribs instead. But he's still standing and is still able to take a swing at Delana with like a very heavy, seems like a walking stick with a really large metal kind of ball at the top. And he comes down with it and nails you right on top of the head. Oh no. Ow! You guys remember that time when Delana was a part of our party and alive? No. He does <laughs> seven damage. We'll steal her perfume and then we'll just like spray on ourselves at night to remember her as we weep and fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> she smelled so nice. Or we'll forget about you quickly because we've only known you a few weeks. That's right. You barely know me. I, I would say we could make her perfume into a candle and sell it, but I'm pretty sure that the sex cult would be the only ones buying it. And that would be good. <laughs> yeah, it would be bad. Yeah. Okay. The other ones can't attack, so they spend all their time just kind of running up to surround her. Uh, Eli. All right. Um, so you're seeing Delana getting swarmed with these yeah. grunty I am dudes. going to kill them. Don't think, just act. Go. Kill them. Delana, you did effectively, like, group them into right in between all of us. Which is awesome. So I think we can take them down really fast. Someone should cast a fireball. <laughs> I'm going to reform my uh, scimitar into a glaive once again and uh, take a swing at these guys. You're going glaive mode? Yes, glaive mode. All right, your sword shadowy morphs into a glaive. So roll to hit as you reach across. It can do that? It can do that. That's crazy. It's a 19 hit. And that hits easily as it slices through his robes. Oh, shit. 15 damage. Oh, and your glaive slices through all... Through his shoulder all the way into his gut, and he collapses on the ground, almost cleaved in two. Hell yeah. All right. All right. And I'm stuck there. Okay. <laughs> it's all my turn. And so around one of the way far back pillars, this, what looks kind of like a this like short warrior in, in plate mail starts jogging toward and clanging along the way, and you can see he's... He's got this like really thick shield in one hand, and he's got this war hammer in the other hand, this long kind of gray beard. And he starts jogging down, and on his way down, he says like mumbles a couple words out of his breath, under his breath, 
Oh, shit. And he suddenly begins to grow to much larger than... No! ...his former size. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna die. And it goes to Daniel. (laughs) Punch it. (laughs) You kind of have to. Does anyone have healing spells? I have a healing potion. I have a potion. Oh, good for you guys. You're right. Dan, who cares? Daniel runs in. (laughs) (laughs) Five, ten, fitting to get into engagement range and starts punching. (laughs) That's what you do. Yeah, it's what he does. He's gonna die. I'm sorry, guys. I'll be a little sad to to see you die. Oh, me too. So, Daniel, yeah. Okay, (laughs) y'all. Twelve with that heavy shield and armor. Twelve hits, right? Yeah, but he's he's really big, and that makes him easier to hit. <laughs> yeah, but he's very heavily armored. So as you try to punch at him, you can't Kill. quite get through <laughs> the plates. <laughs> and <he> goes, <laughs> Ow! <laughs> All right, Daniel tries to throw another one. Oh, jeez, that was a real good one, and then it fell off the table. Okay, all right, uh, what is that? That's a 22? Yes. Oh, whew. So maybe we're not headed for five TPKs. <laughs> just, just hopefully one. <laughs> uh, eight. Eight points of damage. <laughs> I feel like that's good, but I don't know. Yep, and so you're able to punch through some of the armor, and you, you can hear the crunch of the shin bone that you're about level with as this giant armor figure towers over you. As a heads up, guys, armor class 15, and I only have 14 hit points left. So please save Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> so he's more armor class than you have hit points. I'm going to die. Audience, to save... Yeah, please submit to our Patreon. Yes, donate to our Patreon to save Daniel. Okay. Daniel, as you, like, punch in, you hear kind of this, like, ow! Oh! Die, you little bastard. And he swings down with this giant warhammer towards you. Oh, he's cockney, huh? He's cockney. <laughs> it means he's savage. What is your armor class? It's 15. And the hammer's swinging extremely slowly, and you're fairly easy, easily able to dodge out of the way as the hammer swings past you. You can feel the rush of wind. But as it flows, it, it, it makes my hella long hair r- rise. Uh, <laughs> and it makes my pants feel heavier, given by the <laughs> amount of shit I've just made. And the giant snarls at his own mess, but stays right there. Daniel says, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it's gonna go down to... At least Delana has some perfume for you. Yeah. <laughs> We'll make you smell better than shit. Riven. I can do a move action, a dash action, and an attack because I'm a rogue? Yes. Okay, so can I move through Eli's space or is he in my way? Not going to stop you. Oh, you can move through friendly spaces. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I can move one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight for a dash move to there behind this giant well why seven because that puts me directly behind him so we can flank him well but i thought you could only move 30 feet can you move further so six spaces is 30 feet and a dash move is a double move is 60 feet so i can move oh i thought a dash was just more was just 30 more feet yeah like the dash made it to where it was double movement you know what i mean like you move 30 your normal your dash yeah. made it 60 you don't get like 90 feet worth of movement yeah okay well, so i can move them next to him but not necessarily behind not flanking yeah how many hit points do you have more than you 
That sounds great. Banzai! Make him make him mad at you. Okay, I'm going to run up next to him. I'm gonna drop my short sword. I'm gonna draw my rapier and go, Hamachi, you oversized little fluffer nutter. And I'm going to stab at him with my rapier. Good words. Yeah, you really showed him what for. He's thoroughly insulted. Yeah, watch out, giant. <laughs> Leave the intimidating to the halfling. <laughs> um, that's 16 plus 4 is 20 to hit. Yes, that sneaks right through his armor. Zah. Finds a little weak Time point. Time to roll rapier damage. 5 plus 2 is 7 plus sneak attack is 11 damage. So as you poke through, you can only really get up into his leg, but you must have hit an artery or something, because as you pull it back out, you can see that his boots are starting to fill up with blood as he as he screams out in pain. And you think you see him get a little bit shorter. Ha <laughs> ha! I'm very, very sneaky. <laughs> sneaky boys! And Daniel uh, goes up for a high five. <laughs> End of my turn. Hell yeah. Dude, do I high five with my bonus action? Is that what that was? No, you used your bonus action to move, but that was for uh, cool action. Coolness action definitely happened. Cinematic action, I guess we should call it, right? <laughs> Cinemaction. Ingus. So I look over at this giant guy, and he is less giant now, and I can tell that he's got some bloody legs going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to not do what I was going to do, and I'm going to do another thing that I am going to do. Okay. Which is? <laughs> I'm going to cast Sleep, which is a 20-foot range, but I'm going to cast it just far enough so that the range ends right before Delana, but catches these three gotcha. unsealers. Okay. Sleep is, I roll, what, 5d6? No, 5d8, and that's how many hit points of yep. things fall asleep. That's a lot of d8. Could be a lot, but is it? It's 14 in this case. Jesus, that's kind of... Oof. 14 hit points? 14 hit points. That is, that is subpar. I'm not proud. It's okay. We got really excited about 5d8, and then we realized what 5d8 actually rolled. That should put at least one asleep, right? Mm, we'll do... So two that are... The one that attacked Alana, so they just like kind of falls over dead asleep, and the one directly behind him also falls asleep. See, that's not nothing. There's only one that's left awake. Ingus, Ingus, Ingus. Yeah, nerd, nerd, nerd. I'm gonna, with my bonus action, take a bow. <laughs> nice bow. But, yeah, <laughs> some of the audience is sleeping through the presentation. <laughs> Hopefully not at home. <laughs> not you guys. <laughs> We're looking at you kids at home. That is the safest place to be asleep, right? I fall asleep to podcasts all the time, so if you guys are sleeping to this, you know, more power to you. As long as it counts as a view on YouTube. I was going to say, more views to us, because that means you got to re-watch it, so please do, kids at home. And make sure to like it when you wake back up, and if you haven't subscribed, you know, do that. <laughs> this is the the beggy portion of the show. We're reading, reading the world of insomnia. I really think a cool uh, Patreon thing is if we did, like, an ASMR-themed D&D, where it was all just, like, really peaceful adventures and we did like really soft voices Aww. and stuff or we try and make the combat sound really soft like and then into the bad guy the giant's boots fill with blood <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna take a nap on the moss, right. the moss is soft. make a comfort check see how comfy you are <laughs> is that dex or wisdom <laughs> dexterity to wedge yourself into a mossy spot Okay, so those guys are fall, falling asleep, and then Delana, it is your turn. So the guy that just hit you with the club is now asleep, but there's one that is still awake. Stab him through the head with your perfume shit. Fire the perfume arrow into the giant. That's what I'm going to do, yeah. 
All right. So, uh, 12. Was it 12? I mean, either way, the arrow's going over there, probably, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> the, the stank is elsewhere. Okay, and the nice-smelling arrow whiffs off towards the giant. He sees it coming and just holds up his shield and just goes, <laughs> and he goes back to paying attention of trying to smack Daniel. Oh, no. But, but, but I insulted him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, can I hide somehow as my bonus? You can curl up in a ball. Fetal. Go fetal. If you moved, though... You would have to move because you're in the right. threatened space of that one right. guy that's still awake. You could disengage. But you could disengage. And then move? Yes. Yeah, let's mm -hmm. do that. But you couldn't hide. Disengage okay. and then move behind Daniel in eyeshot of the night guy. Spooky. Strategically step over the, your, the sleeping opponents mm -hmm. and are able to make it a little bit closer to Daniel. It was a twinkle toes move. You'll get an up-close view of him dying. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I hope you get an up-close view of me killing yeah. instead, but I highly predict you uh, viewing me die. I yeah. mean, of course, That's we'd rather you punch the guy to death. Of course. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Oh, I'm so nervous. Continue. <laughs> and so you know, Daniel, you're really lucky that you still have arms right now, actually. So. Yeah. <laughs> I am also very uh, happy that I do. You can bite him to death, like the, the guy from... Monty Python. <laughs> right. <laughs> Though I would really love to watch the saga of the armless monk. I think that would be really Just sweet. a bunch of kicks. <laughs> a lot of kicks. Yeah. He's a kicky son of a bitch. <laughs> mm -hmm. Your uh, spinoff would be called Just for Kicks. Oh. oh. Nice. <laughs> now, oh, that Patreon money we're missing out on because you still have arms, Daniel. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll mm -hmm. work on it. All right, boss. <laughs> We should have a Patreon like people donate in real time to keep Daniel alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That would have been an episode one of Daniel's introduction with that fucking crab monster. That crab dude? Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Time for America to vote. Should Daniel die? <laughs> <laughs> key, yeah. Or Text key, no. on your phones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Text key, yeah, to 555. Five, five. Or a key, no, to... <laughs> I'd be sitting here texting for you to die. Oh, yeah. Of course, I would too. <laughs> no solidarity earned thus far. Absolutely not. There's no allies here. Anyway, so whose turn is it next? So, it's these guys. So, Delana, as you walked over with the sleeping bodies to go towards the giant, you got the attention of the guy that you disengaged from, mm -hmm. but he's going to run after you. But as he runs, Eli, since... You have a weapon with reach. You do get an attack of opportunity for him leaving your threatened space Yay. that he is unaware of. Oh. And also too stupid to comprehend. Well, I have no other choice but to swing at him. Mm -hmm. Dear God. Oh, 14. Oh, that sinks in. You're able to see an opening and jab into his ribs. And, oh, come on, a one? Damn it, six damage. And he squeals a bit as you kind of like jab into his ribs behind his back as he's going, but he's on a crash course uh. with... Delana, and he's going to try to smack you with kind of like the same really kind of heavy-duty walking stick is kind of what it looks like. It's made, it's like it's made to look like a walking stick, but it's really more like a club. Hmm. Then what is your armor class, Delana? <laughs> it's 13. And he does club you. Damn it. Uh, this feels like a kindergarten crush where like you like someone, you knock their books out of their hands. Yeah. <laughs> you start throwing dodgeballs at them. Right. <laughs> Oddly specific. Take... Three damage from clubbed. Okay. So a light clubbing. <laughs> light. It was a light clubbing because he likes you. 
Delana has survived much worse than a light clubbing, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's all that perfume acting on him. <laughs> Moving on, Eli. I think I want to dash all the way and be on the opposite side of this knight dude. Is there any way I can get over there without incurring? You would get, get a chance to be clubbed. Um, where were you at, Eli? He was in line with me. So he got to attack the zomboid because the Five, zomboid 10, 15, was... 20. Oh, no, you can't do it. Okay, if you go... Yeah, if you go... Oh, can I Can I mark? Hold on. How do I How do I piss? Hold on. How do I put a marking down? <laughs> ping? Yeah, how do I ping? If you just hold. <laughs> right there. There it is. Yep. Eli, to the sconce. Why would I go there? No, I want to go to... 5, 10, 15, 20, or 20... 25, 30. Yeah, yeah, that'd be 30 feet worth of movement, and you would be able to still be in striking distance of this asshole. Oh, but I can't, um, I guess that's, alright, fine, I'll do that. Well, whatever you want. What are you trying to do? I don't want to tell you. Well, I wanted to get the flanking, but, you know, this, this is actually, this is okay. I see, okay. Well, you That's okay. I I can be a bit more intimidating this way, I guess. I'm going to intimidate this guy. I'm going to try and intimidate with, with smashing him in the face. Okay, that works. (laughs) I'm going to intimidate with my stabs. Yeah. I'm going to tell him that Lady Yvonne would like a taste of his face. Okay. Roll for face tasting <laughs> with a glaive. The glaive. 19 to hit. Yep. Who are you hitting? The knight, the knight dude. Guy. Oh, okay. Try and convince him that this magical sword wants to eat his face. That's reasonable. Yeah. 10 damage. 10? <laughs> well, I don't know. Is he intimidated by this? Does he seem threatened? You're able to slip through the armor plates right into his chest, and he groans as he kind of like starts to keel over. He, drop, he drops the shield, and he drops the hammer. And as he kind of drops, starts to keel over, you see his body slowly shrink back down to normal kind of dwarf size. Cute. And he keels over on the ground. Aww. As a dead man? Is anyone else really impressed? Like, we're, we're not dead and we should be. We should be, dude. I'm so scared. <laughs> There's plenty more chances, I think. <laughs> plenty more ways to die. Dude, last session, as soon as the fucking DM was like, oh, hey, uh, roll an endurance or whatever because you got bit. I was like, oh, no, Daniel's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone, all of us should have been dead. Like sessions. Ago. I feel like while we were editing it, you can see the the fear in your eyes. You can see the like overconfidence turn to fear in that moment, like physically on your face. <laughs> we just get more slumped in the shoulders. And, oh, I guess I'll roll this d twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, did I intimidate him, or did he just die before that happened? I think he just fucking killed him. You killed him. He he wasn't oh, too intimidated. Yeah, he's. He just died. He was intimidated all the way up until he died. Oh, perfect. I'll take that. We could probably save him if we wanted to. If we wanted to. Why would we? Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you want to? I, I don't. No, me neither. I mean, I'm not going to, like, mushroom stamp him on his way down, but I'm not going to save him either. I mean, the Sneaky Boy Party is a staunch no-saving policy. Yeah, we're, we're very libertarian. He needs to stand or fall <laughs> on his own two feet. <laughs> All right, and then Daniel, it's your turn. So the okay. giant has now been reduced to a normal dwarf with kind of grayish skin, however, collapsed in front of him. Is the dwarf alive or dead? He's got an X on He's him. very dead. Oh. Seems super dead. Daniel's <laughs> going to give a thumbs up to Eli, and then he's going to do like a backwards somersault in combat <laughs> range of this green-colored uh, zombie guy, and then he's going to... Uh, 
uh, execute a cool clinic on this guy and punch him to death, hopefully. That's threatening Del- Del- Delana. So, ki-ya! Okay, that's a 15? Yep, that connects. Mad connection! Ki-ya! Uh, seven points of damage. With a crunch, you break some ribs. Yeah, Daniel punches towards that- But he's still standing. Towards the torso, breaks some ribs, and then dips down and goes up for a- Hit! Uh, can I get some pound cake? Uh, up, up, uppercut. As he throws that, uh, fucking rising uppercut. Uh, with a 15 plus 6, which is a 21. Oh, and that connects right in the- Right in the jaw. <laughs> with a fat 8 points of damage. And with the uppercut as it connects, you punch your blade right under the chin. And you hear his teeth snap together, and you can hear like his <laughs> teeth breaking under the impact. And he flies a little bit into the air, and then collapses off straight on his back. And then Daniel goes back to his idle combat pose that the fighting game tells him he has. Thank you, Daniel. No probs, dude. And he flashes a hang loose, hang loose. Do you need some perfume hand. for your poopy pants? <laughs> Problem. <laughs> I, I didn't poop as he like shifts his gaze left and right. He's like, I, I didn't poop at all. No, of course not. That's just it. Must just be the room. I just always smell terrible. I, I didn't poop. You poop. <laughs> yeah, you poop, dude. Whatever, dude. Just trying to help. <laughs> Riven. So from where I'm standing, do I see Solomon anymore in the pillared room? By the fountains? Mm. Oh, was he there before? I saw him there before, and I don't see him. From where you are, you can't see him. You do not have a line of sight. All right, then I am going to... I'm going to use my move to move up to the edge of one of the pillars. And then I'm going to (laughs) peek around the corner. And you peek around the corner, and you see Solomon with his hand around a woman's neck that looks familiar. If you remember back to the woman that gave you the job. Gave the job, yeah. Oh no! You see that she's chained up to the wall and Solomon's got his hand looking towards you with his with his hand firmly cra- gla- clasped around her neck. Like the woman that gave us the job, like the- The nun. This is Alma, the exiled nun. That's heartbreaking. All right, well, with my dash move, I can move one, two, three, four, five, six spaces directly up to him. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to stab with my rapier. Oh, wow. Just go for it. Hell yeah. As he sees you, he holds up his other hand, says a couple words, and a wall of pink painted glass forms in a wall in front of him. He he casted protect? It's not... The Pokemon move? <laughs> Protection against brigands. Too bad we're not brigands. <laughs> Protect against heroes. Protection against all your players. <laughs> Protection against PCs. <laughs> so it's like pink painted glass. Like pink and purple and oh. designed that forms right in front of them. And as you kind of like come running towards it, he just kind of smirks. As you come closer, you can see that, like, it looks like the veins are, like, popping out of his face, and also you can see that it looks like he's bleeding from both of his ears. Okay, so if this goes up, can I wave off my attack move and decide to speak instead? Instead of what? Instead of attacking him. You'd like to... To talk. Okay, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to turn to all of the other people in this room, and I'm going to yell, Mercy's burden! Solomon has turned! He's murdering innocents! 
and he's creating zombies. I roll a persuasion check. Yes. 13 plus 5, 18. Very persuading. I believe you. Aw. It doesn't take much, but I do believe you. <laughs> All the people are kneeling and praying, and one of them looks up and says that, he says, the father didn't create these. He's trying to solve the problem. He's trying to cure them. Alma released them. That's problematic for my argument. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect a rebuttal. And the rest of them just kind of keep their, they just keep their eyes down. So their eyes are kind of like looking towards the floor. Everyone start murdering the innocent people. <laughs> On it. On it. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's like, gladly. Daniel's like, I need punching bags. That's not true. Daniel's a, 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 a soft-souled man, but goddamn doesn't he loves punching. Solomon kind of like smiles. You will not tear my faithful from me. We are a family here. It's never a good sign when they say that. Wait, if he talked <laughs> and I talked, do I get to attack now? Mm, no. You goofy goober. Well, I think, do you still technically have like an attack action? This is an anime. I movie. use my move, I use my dash, and then I use my action to talk. Okay, talking is a free action. Oh, okay, then I'm gonna try and stab. Okay. That's a good rebuttal. That is 13 to hit. Okay. You're gonna have to go through the glass. I, I, I stab glass? Yep. So roll for damage. Oh. You'll just have to break through the glass. It's like a sheet, but it's about like 10 feet tall and about 40, 45 feet wide. Seven damage. And as you hit it, the glass bursts along the entire length and bursts all out into my face towards you oh shit your pretty pretty face and as the broken glass hits the floor you look down and you notice that all the broken shards of glass as they hit the floor they are now stand they stand point up mm. nice little cow traps you got there Solomon. nerd <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you and he goes call off your attack or i kill the girl intrigue you hear a whimper out of alma as he tightens his grasp around her neck <laughs> i say kill the girl and we kill you he goes what's my life worth to you surrender face the authorities and we won't kill you he's kind of smiles he goes i am the authority in this place Mm, I saw that coming. <laughs> That's pretty villainy. Do I get one? I'm going to say there's, you're outnumbered five to one. You can't withstand us. And he goes, we'll see. And he looks off to the side. He goes, you've made your choice. <laughs> you hear a crunch as he crunches into Alma's neck. Oh. And she goes limp in the chains. Oh. Nani! Did anybody else want to have anything to say? Or did I just single-handedly decide Alma's fate? Kind of. No, you're good. It was your turn. It was gonna happen anyways. It's fine. Yeah. Does does Father Solomon look super zombified? So he doesn't look zombified at all. He just looks like he's got he's got like scars all over his face. That's probably fine. No hair, but for whatever reason, that looks like all like looks like he's got incredibly high blood pressure. Like all the veins are like popping out of his face and out of his forehead. You can like uh, see his pulse in one of the veins, and you can see there's like blood running down either side of his head from his ears that's that's probably less fine yeah that's probably less fine all right so if he gets cholesterol down he'll calm he'll calm down a little bit <laughs> probably yeah just get him some cheerios and he's gonna stay right there ingus goes to you so how many turns have happened since i slept these guys it's been a few right well it's been like one round so it's been like 10 seconds i mean yeah 
Yeah, it counts as one round. But it has not been a long period of time. Yeah. Oh, wait, so everybody's actions all happen in the same six seconds. So only yes. six seconds has happened. Okay. So this is all happening really fast. Okay, nice. So I'm less worried about these sleeping guys then. I thought I was going to have to deal with them right away. Can I do, like, perception as a morality check in that, like, these Mercy's Burden people are just innocent but brainwashed? It seems so. So they're not really an enemy, so if I'm killing them, I'm a terrible person. So I should be trying to, like, come up with a solution where they stay alive. That's that's up to you. They, I mean, they don't seem like they've done anything wrong, and they're just kind of, they're just kneeling there with their, like, heads to the ground. And you can hear that they're lightly mumbling some sort of prayer. Each one of them has, like, a different prayer. But they're not intervening. At, so at I'm by there. this first pillar here, so I kind of want to move around the pillar to... Because these guys are all chanting, are they still sort of facing toward the fountain? Yep, they're all facing towards the inside. So it's facing away from you. While uh, this... Is it the one that's in purple? Is that a lady that's in front of me? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm going to, from behind this lady's back, cast Charm Person, which they have to make a wisdom saving throw, and they do so with advantage if my companion is fighting it. If it fails, then it's Charmed. And what's the DC for the save on this? Oh, so it's my spell save DC is 13. So as you, ca- you cast the spell, it doesn't seem to have any effect on the lady. Ooh. She stays down there and keeps mm. chanting. You should have just killed her. <laughs> I think, like, you know, morally I'm going to, you know, should try to you know, keep him alive or what have Remember, we're the good guy, Riven. Sometimes we are. Are we? We try. I just got Alma very much killed. Yeah, it happens. You know, but we we spent forty five minutes sending Farah off on a new life. Sometimes we choose to be good. Yeah, which leads off to its own adventure. So like, it's really for our own benefit. Yeah, check it out on Patreon in like a year when we get our shit together. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> and when we have an audience, kids at home, someone who's willing to give us a dime, give me money, throw us a fucking <laughs> bone, just one. It's <laughs> a great sales pitch. With that immense failure, I pass my turn. Okay. Oh, you have a move action? Oh, I didn't use my whole move. I just, like, crept around the corner, so I'm just, like, I'm just, like, ten feet behind her. She probably heard me casting that spell, though, right? But... <laughs> Does it sound, like, super classic? Like, you are getting sleepy. Sleepy. You want to go and kill your leader. <laughs> you and me are friends. You and me are friends. It's just a song that I chant over and over again. Delana, it's your turn. I'm gonna go up to this pumpkin-looking boy. I mean, the guy with the barrel or whatever. <laughs> this pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin boy. Our audience's imagination is just, like, fucked all over the place now. Hell yeah. <laughs> After the second column. I'm gonna try and persuade him to join us and that he's been uh, brainwashed. Dear Lord, could someone just shoot Solomon already? He's going to <laughs> murder me. Oh yeah, Riven might die. I'll get there, Riven. I'll get there. That's what Ponchin's for. How far can I move? Maybe I don't want to do that. Riven ran in thinking that we were going to have his back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Which, you know what? If Riven dies storming away from the rest of the team, that's like so apropos for your character because... I, I was like, no man left behind. And you're all like, some man left behind. <laughs> some man named Riven. <laughs> in the first few episodes, all you did was storm away. You'd get mad and just like leave, so... <laughs> all right. Dig your bed, now shit in it. <laughs> Wow. Like that. <laughs> Emphasis on dig. I'm gonna go ahead and just shoot this guy with a bow. Solomon, Mr. Sally. Okay. It would be really funny if like the arrow bounces off of his protection thing and then like shoots Riven in the neck. We'll see. <laughs> that'd, that'd be so funny. 
Yeah, the, well, the painted glass paint is gone. Now it's just like shards of glass along the ground. That is an 11. Ooh. And so the arrow goes through and it hits its mark, hits him in the chest, and it go, and you hear, well, Riven, you hear a, a faint ting, even though it looks like he's just wearing a robe. He's got a breastplate on. It's a trap. Or he's a robot. He's got Kevlar. I want me some armor. Riven, I also want to point out that about half a dozen times in the past you hid when you were in absolutely no danger, and then now you just ran up to the villain. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got super amped up about all the punching, and I want to just be a part of it. And I sneaky boys forever. Sneaky boys forever. All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna dash, and I'm gonna get closer. Just I'm gonna be up in this action here, so that. I'm right across from Alma, I guess. We're not right across, but almost. You mean almost corpse? Yeah. Yeah. She's... Yeah. She's got she's got three dice rolls before she dies. So. Yeah. So she's just limp in the chains. Women help other women. Okay. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go pour my only healing potion down her throat. <laughs> there There's a special place in the abyss for women who don't help other women. <laughs> that is matern. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> All right. Uh... Eli. <laughs> Alright, we are gonna move two, three. I think we can dash all over here. Mm-hmm. So you can run around. Can you go around a corner or not? Mm-hmm. Did you dash there? Yeah, I dashed my tall squares. Can you use an action to cast spells or can you use a bonus action? I don't think I can do anything. Oh, okay. You're right there. If he casts a spell though, that counts as him uh getting an attack of opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. DM boss boy? Mm-mm. No? You can cast spells in combat now. You can cast spells in combat? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this game is trash. You have to concentrate on a spell. On certain spells, yeah. Especially getting your skull crushed in. That's it. I'm bringing back Thacko. I'm bringing Thacko back. Yeah, I'm bringing I'm bringing back... Uh, <laughs> you just go out in the lawn with <laughs> switches and you just beat each other till one wins. That's what I bring back. Fireball, fireball. Lightning bolt. Uh, Eli, is that, is that the end of your turn? Do you have any bonus actions? Nope, but I can talk, right? Yeah. Solomon, how about you explain yourself? I wonder, I really want to hear his, his side of the story. Like, what what is this evil that Alma's released, and what's going on here? No, less blabbing, more stabbing. Come on. <laughs> well, wait, I don't remember where Eli is in the initiative order, but if he's last, then Daniel might be able to go sneak in <laughs> while he monologues. Okay. Punch! <laughs> I'm at the bottom of this. Daniel, you would you would be sneaking during oh, this. Okay, I'll I'll yeah. roll a sneak it a, a sneak thing to see if this works canonically. You sneaky bastard! You got me. I am a sneaky boy. Tell me, everyone is going to try and move closer. It's only a fourteen for the DM's head cannon. But continue. Solomon basically he says that he's he's just he's trying to save the world. That Alma was a traitor. You gotta be more specific, man. She hired you. I thought we I thought we killed all of you. I don't see how that makes you in the right. <laughs> the right. I thought we committed sufficient murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't see how killing a bunch of people makes you saving the world. I could say that I'm killing you and that's saving the world, and you would argue differently. And he basically explains that he's he's trying to cure the roving death. By killing people. It takes a lot of experimentation and it takes a lot of funding mm-hmm. and that sometimes there need to be sacrifices along the way and that mercy's burden is the perfect example of that is that sacrifice for the greater good and we're all dedicated to that 
I suppose these people here are the the greater good, and everybody out there is the sacrifice. And he looks at you and he goes, Yes, I'm willing to sacrifice all of you. Oh wait, so you're willing to sacrifice these people too? Yes. They made that oath to me when they joined the order. They knew what they were getting themselves into. And I'm gonna go, it's not called sacrifice, it's just called murder. Are you willing to sacrifice yourself? Mm, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm willing to sacrifice you. Awfully strong words for food to be speaking like this. Food. That doesn't sound good. This cheeseburger is ready for murder. Cattle like you should know their place. Daniel, where'd you move to? I moved Nexus purple. Uh, I, I only went 40 feet of my distance because I wasn't sure if my like 14 or whatever it was counted. If it did count, then I was gonna take I was gonna take more than I was given, and I was gonna give an additional 40 feet and get one, two, three, four, and move like here, and then just punch him <laughs> when he was done with his monologue. Just start, God. But wait, you only have enough movement to get next to the praying lady. Well, if I only had enough movement with like a uh, with a sneak action, is what I thought. Then yes, the purple lady is what I got. You were able to get up next to one of the praying. Yes, people. and I pretend mm -hmm. to pray, probably to try like blend in Jackie Chan style, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah, yeah, and I and I wait for my opening. And it goes to Riven. Oh, it's not ah. Uh, not me. Okay. No, not you. Me. Uh, do it. Do. Take care of him. Stabby, stabby. So I'm going to take a step over here so that I'm on the exact opposite side of him from Eli, and then I'm going to attack him with my rapier. So as you walk out of the broken glass, you'll take 1d4 damage from crunching across. Wait, from leaving it? Really? Yep. From going in or out. I took four damage. <laughs> I, I roll better on your damage rolls than I do on mine. I was gonna say, you were so kind to make the, the players roll for their <laughs> own damage. That was so nice of you. Honor code. Um, I rolled a 19 on my first roll. Do you need me to roll a second roll? Mm -hmm. We're flanking him, so I should have advantage now. Yes. Oh yeah, because Eli's reach no, is it, Okay, sorry, it's 19 plus 4 is 23 to hit. Yes. Yeah, yep. but you no, want that sweet, sweet 20. You want that 20. Get that 20. Oh yeah, I can roll to see if I get a critical. Good point. I roll another 19. <laughs> that strikes. Um, one plus two is three damage plus sneak attack is five. Eight damage total. It's pretty hot. And as you hit him, you you hit something hard, something metallic, and then you're able to sneak your, what do you have, a short sword or a rapier, right? Rapier. Okay, and you're able to sneak your rapier, just kind of bends around it and finds a squishy part. I'm very, very sneaky. So it's going to go to Solomon's turn. Oh no. <laughs> he goes, I will show you sacrifice. Dasha and Daniel, the woman next to you, looks up. <clears throat> and he says a couple like words under his breath and he goes up like this. He goes, Your sacrifice is appreciated. Snaps his fingers <laughs> in this huge wham happens right in the middle of about right there. And this huge kind of thunder wave comes off from that one epicenter, and it shakes the whole temple and the pillar as Dasha's thrown back. Everyone, roll constitution save uh, okay. as the sound wave hits you, or the concussive force, I should say. So that's gonna hit. That's gonna hit Daniel, Eli, Riven, and Delana. I'm not in range of that. Twenty-one. No. Thirteen. Nineteen. Daniel got eight. 
Okay. So Eli and Daniel, you take, you two take nine damage, and then Delana and Riven just take four. As you're able to kind of like shield yourself from the concussive force of the blast, although the woman off the side is thrown back five feet and is now Aww. dead in the back. Oh god! <laughs> and he can do this a bunch of times. <laughs> I guess so. And you can see that Solomon stand like stands there, and you can see that some of like the flesh off of his face gets ripped up from the owner. So he was caught in his own blast, and some of his robes kind of get ruffled and ripped apart. Ha! Take that, you salty son of a bitch. You think you see, like, a glint under the robes as they're kind of ripped up. And then, Ingus. I wish I had, like, one spell that could just get all of these healer guys to just give up on this. Um, I'm going to try and... I'm just going to try and charm this lady that's in front of me again. Is that terrible? But why? What, why? <laughs> Your party is anti... and or antagonistic towards their side. Oh, though. so she she does get the So she would because her. you're part of an invading party. And she's been brainwashed well. Yeah, she's not going to like attack you, but they're well would be in conflict with your with you being there. Well, I can use but they're all so these are guys are all just basic humans, right? They're not strong, they're just They're just people. Yeah, so they're they're unarmed. They're just people in robes. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like they cast any spells, and they they don't seem to be taking any actions. And then how far away am I from this guy? So I guess my next step will be I am going to step out from the pillar toward the boob-shaped fountains. <laughs> and they do look like they are, aren't they? Overly boobs. Pull out my gold crossbow. Let's see. I'm going to also do use my bonus action bardic inspiration to bless it with psychic toxic damage that says um, you're evil because your mother never loved you. Oh, don't bring the mother into this. And then, <laughs> <laughs> gotta bring the mother into this. So I'm just going to do a, a ranged attack with my crossbow and add that 2d6 toxic damage if I hit. Okay. And it is 12 plus 5, 17. 17, that hits. So that hits him in the chest, and you hear a ting, but you also see him grit his teeth as it sinks in real deep into him. Roll for all that damage. And all his mommy issues, too. Mm-hmm, it all comes out. <laughs> Mama, why? It is 11. 11, All right, and he grits his teeth and kind of looks up at you, and you can see these just his eyes are just basically bloodshot at this point, just wide in rage. You've never seen this old of a guy this mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried, though, that as long as these people are still around, he can, like, sacrifice them and heal himself. So are we really doing damage without you just gotta kill disseminating? Him quick. Okay. Kill him quick. That's good. Well, I'm helping with that. Yeah. Turn complete. Okay. He's now worried about his mom. <laughs> yes. Uh, Delana. I'm bringing out my chill touch again. Love that shit. (laughs) Love that shit. Love that chilly touch. Let's just see how it goes. Eric, are you drinking wisdom juice? Yes. Nice. What kind of juice? It's my DM juice. Oh. Tonight, it's a mix of Coke Zero. No, 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 don't say. We'll sell it in the Patreon. Wisdom juice. Wisdom (laughs) juice, yes. Out of a liter mason jar. So I'm I'm totally worthless. I did an 11, which I'm missing. That's a a ranged spell attack? Yeah. So he just kind of moves off to the side, and the rage goes off of the wall. Does she get advantage because we're flanking him? Not for a ranged um, attack. So you mean like with like flanking and stuff? Yeah. That's just with melee. I guess I'm just gonna go hide behind this fountain 
Sorry, Alma. I guess I'm just not helping <laughs> women today. <laughs> Sorry, Alma. That's what you get. Intern. You going to hide behind the phone? Again, some men left behind. Okay. Goes to Eli. Can you cast, can you use a bonus action and cast a spell that takes a, the length of a bonus action? And attack in the same turn. No, you can't. You can't cast a spell and attack in the same turn. How do you have a spell that takes the length of a bonus action? Some do. Wait, maybe you can. So I'm not going to make any move action. I'm just going to use the bonus move. Yeah. Basically, that chunk of time that's a move action. I'm just going to cast a bonus action. So instead of a bonus action, a move action, and an action, I'm just going to do two bonus actions. In okay. I don't know if that's... I think so, because yeah, because you can do like another bonus action. I mean, because I would think a bonus action is shorter than a full action. So if you need, so if another one just takes a bonus action length, mm -hmm. you could substitute that in. Instead of a move action. What are you trying to do? What's the... I want to drop Hexblade's Curse on him. Okay. That is just a bonus action. And then I would like to cast Hex on him, which takes a bonus action. Uh, I think you only get one bonus action, though. Yeah. But can you, I guess my question is... You can't cast two... Well, one's just a bonus action. It's not a spell. Hexblade's Curse is just a ability. It's just a thing? Okay. So it takes the time of a bonus action, yeah. but the question is whether... I guess I could cast any time or, or use it any time or other, but that's... I'm going to use my bonus action to drink some sketch. That's a good choice. <laughs> my bonus action to get with your mom. Ooh. <laughs> Six seconds is more than enough for Daniel Sunway. <laughs> I'm gonna say that you can because if the second one is a bonus action, but you're using your action to do something that takes the time to do a bonus action, I feel like that would make sense. Well, then would I be able to do an attack? Well, the attack would be an action. We'll, we'll make it simple then. I will cast Hexblade Curse and I will okay. attack him. That works. Does he get like a, there's not a save against that curse, is it? It's just kind of like a mark for you, right? Yeah. Okay. I only get plus two damage and some hit points back if he dies or something like that. Okay. 18 to hit. That hits. Take that, Solomon. 11 damage. Oh, fuck you, Solomon. And you slice into his side and he cries out in pain as the blood's starting to soak through his robes and you can see he's starting to look, instead of so mad, he's starting to look worried. Yeah, the cattle are fighting back. You nerd. <laughs> <laughs> After Eli, okay, it's going to go up to Daniel. Oh, shit. Okay. Finish him. Note there's a lot of broken glass between you and so Yeah, I, I, don't worry, I saw that, and I assumed it would do more than five points of damage. Is that how much you have? <sighs> that's how much I have. Can, can you jump it? Well, that's what my second thought was. Uh, can I do a sick, cool jump across the way? Flying kick. Oh, can I do... Okay, yes. I guess it's only about ten feet. What would that be, like, an athletics check? Be a long jump? And then, yeah, it'd only be 15 feet of my 40 feet worth of movement. I could totally do that. With the jump in there. Sorry, that's that's a lie. It's 35 feet of my 14 feet movement. And I'm asking the DM. You're gonna, so you're gonna try to jump it? I would love to jump it. Okay, nope, and you, you'd have a running start, so yeah, absolutely. Um, That'd be an athletics check, but that's gonna be fairly easy. <laughs> uh, don't tell me the odds. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll need to you'll need to make a check, but like uh, that's not with with a running start. No acrobatics would is more. This would be uh, acrobatics is like is like squirminess more. This is raw power of getting over it. Okay. So yeah, this is power, but you can use your new strength. I think. Does athletics play off a of strength? Yes. 
You should kick him while you're doing it. I would love to. So since it's your gloves, you should do a handspring over. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, okay, so it's a four. I don't have a proficiency in athletics. I do have a plus four in strength, so it's a 12. And so with a 12, you're with a running start, you're able to soar over the broken glass and then land. Well, there's one. Uh-oh. I think this open area right in front of Eli. Yeah, there's one square. I figured I'd be right there. Yep, so you're able to clear the broken glass with fair ease, and you land next to a very imp- very stunned and impressed Solomon, who's bleeding profusely. Now punch him a lot! I figured I wouldn't be able to do more than one punch, but can I in fact do just one punch? You can do a punch. Alright, that's all I wanted! <laughs> oh, that's pretty hot. So an 18 plus... Yep. Uh, an 18 plus 6, so that's a 24. Yes. Alright, that's not the point that matters, though. It's more the damage that's important. I mean, they're both important. Uh, six points of damage. Six. Woo-woo! So as you punch into him, you feel kind of some bones break, but you also feel like... You can feel a couple of bones break, but it almost seems like there's armor in between the bones and those bones aren't breaking. It's a strange feel. Where do I hit him? Like, gut? Like, in the chest. So this would be in, like, rib territory. So I do a somersault forward and just drill it towards the chest, maybe? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's he's well hunched over and coughs out some blood after... Oh, good. ...your punch. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Riven. All right, I'm gonna try and stab him again. Okay, roll the stab. 17 plus 4 is 21 to hit. That hits. All right. Four damage plus sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Is so that seven damage. And with the rapier, you pierce through his chest from the side, so you kind of you double lung him with the rapier, and you you pull it back out, and he coughs up some more blood, and he looks straight forward, and you can see his eyes are just completely bloodshot and wide, and he looks down, coughing, and he goes, "This husk has lost its usefulness," <laughs> oh. and he collapses onto the ground, and you hear this little. And what looks like a human brain with little blue cat legs sticking out of the sides crawls out from his robes. Did you say cat? Like It was a cat, cat the whole time? It looks like black or blue cat legs coming out from a human brain crawls out from his robes away from his dead body. What the? How many of us get attacks of opportunity? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and take my cape off and throw it over it and, and scoop it up. Well, no, so it goes down. It goes. So, River, so you just went, so it goes to Solomon's turn, which is the brain's turn. But, like, the, the human body of Solomon, like, his head burst open like a, a flower, and now he's just an empty head? No, so the head seems intact. The body's still there, but the little brain just crawled out of his robe, so the head didn't explode. Oh, the brain crawled out of his body, not his head. So... Oh. Krang. That's... Krang. We were just talking about Krang. Uh, so is is he considered dead? The reason I ask is the Hexblade's curse, is it still active against this brain thing? Or are you considering Solomon a, the entity dead? Mm, you'd probably need a separate curse on this one. Okay. Is, is Daniel some way trying to show us his pet and or girlfriend? <laughs> so... Riven, the brain kind of like, it crawls out of the robes and kind of turns 
towards you, and you feel your vision kind of start to blur. What? No. This is unacceptable. Your brain starts to hurt. Uh-oh. Make an intelligence saving throw. I'm not good at those. So much for capturing it in your cape. <laughs> Obviously, you're not good in intelligence, check. He tried to catch a, a... 13. ...brain that in a cape. <laughs> and thus ends Riven. The brain kind of starts quivering, and you kind of feel like the world kind of starts shifting around, but you kind of look at the brain, and you're able to keep your head from... your brain from melting. Oh, that's good. I really wanted to keep my brain from melting. Does it seem like any of the damage that was done to Solomon transferred to this brain, or does it look like a perfectly healthy, fresh brain? This looks like a new brain, but it has some, like, kind of cerebral fluid on it, looks like. Okay. And Ingus, it's your turn. Well, I am going to cast a spell on it. I guess it's probably a pretty, since it's a walking brain, it's probably pretty wise, so, like, these wisdom saving throw ones are going to be hard to pull off on him, but what else do I have? Uh, not if you wait a moment. Okay. I guess I could ready... Can I ready a spell as an action? Mm-hmm. I am going to ready um, Dissonant Whispers as an action for this. I'm just going to cast Dissonant Whispers on it. Yeah. Now. So essentially, I'm going to concentrate on it and send my toxic psychic energy to it to be like, you may be smart, but you're an ugly, gooey son of a bitch. And your mother didn't love you. You see it kind of turns towards you. Your brain mother didn't love you. And it like, it like quivers and you can see a little like one of the wrinkles in the brain. She goes... So roll for damage. It was insulted. <laughs> oh, not bad. Uh, seven, eleven. Also, had a little brain stroke. A part of the frontal lobe just kind of like exploded out after the insult hit. My mother loved me. Yep, that's <laughs> effect. I wish I'd had a better disc for it. I feel I feel like I failed on the actual disc, but it worked. Then we'll go to Delana. So behind. The fountain. Yeah, where, so the brain is still where... The brain is like right where Solomon was, yep. Same okay. space. I guess I'm just gonna run up here. Do I go around the fountain or can I go through it? If you go through it, that would count as like difficult terrain, so it'd be like double. Right, okay. Yeah, because you'd be walking through water, which is hard to move through. All right. I'm just gonna blow up my bow then. Shoot this motherfucker. God damn with the dice. Okay, well that just isn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a four, so there's no way. There's uh, no way. All right, and an arrow sticks in the ground next to the brain. You spooked it a little bit. I'm not even going to hide it. I'm just too embarrassed to even hide. (laughs) (laughs) Then we'll go to Eli. So we decided you can't use a a bonus action spell and attack at the same time. Correct. So I'm going to have to look that. These rules are unclear. I'm going to have to look that one up. While you're looking that up, has the concentration of the praying people changed at all when the brain so, was exposed? Yeah, so when Solomon collapsed and the brain came out, the people, like a, a couple of them kind of, I mean, were, they started peeking up when they started to find out that everyone was kind of closing the distance on Solomon. And when they saw him go down, they all gasped and they all just kind of backed away. Kind of in like disbelief of... Does it seem like they snapped out of a trance or? What's happening? So it didn't seem like they were much in a trance as much as they were just there. They just believed in them. I guess true believers. They're, they realize that their boss is actually a walking brain. Yeah, so now obviously he's been killed and there's a brain coming out, which is just as weird to them as it is to probably everybody else. That just doesn't usually happen. One other question. If I were to attack... Even though I'm swinging through Daniel's space, is that allowed? Or is that not allowed? I think you can do that. Yeah, Daniel will make it really nice, like, yeah, a C shape around his body. Poke through it? So you can have a nice, like, 
have a nice avenue of attack. So it's a glaive. I'm swinging around, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna cast hex either way, so it's up to you whether I can swing and attack in the same turn. I'll make a C regardless. <laughs> and we don't block the spell. So Hex has two abilities. Until the spell ends, I deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage. But also, I choose one ability when you cast a spell. Target has disadvantage on ability checks made with the chosen ability. I think I will choose Wisdom. Okay, so he's got to, it's got to make a Wisdom? No, if it tries to use a, an ability that you... If it has an ability check that's tied to Wisdom, then it does so at disadvantage. Gotcha. You're right. I should have should have waited on. Uh... You can do a spell. You can do a spell and attack as long as it's a bonus. Oh well, shit. Then I'm attacking him too. Okay. Yeah, I think you can do that. Yeah, we'll go with that because that's just how it lines up. So there's some other stuff with like casting two spells in the same round, but you can spell and attack. Great. Nineteen to hit. That definitely hits. You've hit the brain. Squishy brain. Tiny brain. Ooh. Don't kill it. I wanted to make it my pet. 10 damage. It was trying to make you its pet, Kurt, I think. It, it did. It did try to melt my brain. <laughs> As you slam down with the glaive, you cut it in half right down the Corpus Colossum in the no. middle. And it peels slowly in half. And the little legs kind of kick a little bit. And then stop. That's messed up. Oh. Not the Corpus Colossum. <laughs> Not the hippocampus. <laughs> Not the medulla oblongata. <laughs> and the people that like were kind of praying and chanting by the pillars are just kind of like looking on in basically shock and awe as like at what's happening to their once revered temple leader their once revered cat brain <laughs> <laughs> if i was gonna follow anyone it would be someone with a cat brain <laughs> can i scream out like someone mercy burden alma back to life but but she was she was a traitor. All right, I'm gonna pour my healing potion down her throat. Yeah, as he does that, Daniel starts like doing CPR because that's street uh, that's street healing right there. Two D four plus two. Come on, Alma, live, live, Alma. All right, and then Daniel roll roll medicine. And Daniel rolls a dice. Eight hit points for Alma. Can you just dump a healing potion down a dead person's throat and they're suddenly alive again? She's not She's not dead. That was less than three rounds she's ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's... There's still, like, a faint heartbeat in there, even though her... It's a good thing that there's a faint heartbeat, because Daniel rolled a, a two plus whatever uh, you want for CPR. <laughs> Don't hurt her! On your CPR check. Well, there was a faint heartbeat in them. I'm so strong. <laughs> Break the ribs. You're just like, live, Alma! Live! <laughs> I've, yeah, I've gotten to the point where I'm smashing her chest out with my fist. Yeah, she has a faint heartbeat and six broken ribs now, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, the the broken ribs can be f- healed. Her her life can't be fixed, you know? I, I, I healed her eight hit points. She wakes up with three. No, and as the healing potion goes, goes down her throat and the rhythmic smacking of... <laughs> you can see her, her neck kind of like slowly like goes back into the correct shape and she gasps for some air and goes <coughs> stop <laughs> she's back so Daniel she's... yeah I land one more and they go oh high five sneaky dudes and then I go for a high five from Riven <laughs> I'm just gonna look at you like what the fuck high five still up <laughs> I'm I'm gonna hang my head while I high five her back. It happens. She looks up at you, Daniel, and she goes, "Solid, where is he? 
Is he dead? I'm gonna go, his body is there, and his brain is there. <laughs> his, his what? Well, half his brain is there, the other half is over there. <laughs> what? Did, and she, like, kind of, like, scrambles and, like, tries to, like, get up while her body's still weak from just coming from the brink of death. Yeah, we severed the corpus callosum. What? His brain... His hippocampus is, a, is on the ceiling. <laughs> Everybody roll an anatomy check to see if you know what a corpus callosum is. <laughs> right. That's grade school, you know? Who says you didn't learn anything from Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, <laughs> idiots. Yeah, watch out, PBS. We're coming for you. I hope I got that brain part right. <laughs> yeah, the... Because I severed that and... Yeah, the, the connector, right? Yeah, and then there's the there's the Grand yeah, Canyon the in the head, and then there's the, the there's the Washington <laughs> Monument right there in the front. Yeah, it's part of the brain, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a part of the brain. <laughs> Let's just go with it. That's what the script says. Read the script. No, she just seems completely surprised and like in disbelief of like what's happening and what's going on. As you can see, the two like parts of the brain with like blue kind of cat legs <laughs> coming out of either side, and she just kind of turns around and Riven she she hugs you and just says, "Thank you. He's finally dead." I'm just gonna hug her back and say, "It's all, it's all." <laughs> and she kind of goes back and and looks at him again and she says, "Where?" She goes, "Where did the brain come?" Why does it have legs? I, I don't know. We just severed the corpus callosum. We don't know about the legs. I smashed like that uh, <laughs> hippocampus like some mad kush. You know what I'm saying? Just with the elbow. Maybe Daniel's sensei taught him about brain cats once in his history. You're right. Let's find out. It's always a crapshoot. What is it? Intelligence? Ooh, that's his worst. Okay. How about a fat 12? For what? Do I know about what? I, I don't know. Brain, brain goodness, brain anatomy. I'm not sure if your sensei taught you about brain anatomy. Mm. I don't know if there was. I don't think there was a lesson on that. Sensei Sanway never told me about that. He told me about the nerves and which one to hit to make you fucking paralyzed for life. But other than that, no. Wax on, wax off, brain cat wasn't the. That's the one, yeah. Wax on is is for your nerves, and wax off is for you to be nerve dead. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Haven't figured that out yet, but I got it. So, d do we have a bag of holding, like as a crew? Do we have that yet, or is that? No, I don't. Every DM knows never to give that. <laughs> But where are we supposed to keep our brains? <laughs> I think you are wearing the most valuable thing we own. Remember the the, the breastplate, two thousand gold, with the fist punch in it. Still worth two thousand gold. So, in general, is the vibe from the other healers that they don't trust Alma, and because we are apparently on her side, they don't trust us either. They don't seem to know what to think, and Alma, after she just kind of, she just tries to not think about. The whole thing that's going on with Father Solomon. She goes out and you can see that she's trying to talk to the other members of Mercy's Burden and talk about how there was something wrong how there's something wrong with Solomon and deep down they should all know that. Yeah, like he had a cat brain. Yeah, can any of them explain this as we look around the room? No one knows what the cat brain is about. As a natural performer, can I go next to Alma and as she's trying to explain it, I want to sort of like re-explain it in sort of flourishy language and use sort of like pantomime and performance to make it all a little flashier and more convincing. While he's doing that, I'm going to pick the cat brain parts up by the cat legs and throw them in my bag and then turn to Alma and say, what is this place? And then Daniel's going to pick 
through Father Solomon's pockets and find <laughs> what goodies are in there. Loot the bodies, yes. Yes, he's going to be- begin to look through how many golden necklaces he's wearing and put them in his pockets and not tell anyone ever what he found. <laughs> okay, so Ingus, make a performance check. <laughs> this is this is like my bread and butter here, guys. Well, uh, <laughs> well, ten plus seven, seventeen. Okay, well, no, that's pretty good. And so the other members, after what they've what they've seen, and they all know that the temple was doing kind of some shady stuff, and it changed a lot very very recently. And with your helpful colorful displays, they're they start to come around. Mm-hmm. The, the, <laughs> the, the hand language helps. When Alma's explanation requires like an emotional flute, you know, soundtrack, I'll play that. If it helps for me to do a little pantomime and act out a moment for her, I'll do that. If juggling happens to help, I'll do that as well. Or if I think that I have a more like flowery iambic pentameter language to like zhuzh up her speech, I'll help her with that too. Yeah, and it, it hits, it just really sends home all the important points. So it all, it all hits home a little harder than it would normally. Is he just literally mansplaining right now or what? <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> yes. And Delana bringing the female crowd back into the fold. Yeah. <laughs> In this case, it's hashtag clownsplaining uh, is what that is. Is that also the name of the episode? It could be. You can't displace gory hole. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Gory hole is pretty good. Or make it a little more general. Bard splaining. Bard splaining. Ooh, that's pretty hard. Bard splaining the gory hole. Pick which one you like the most and put it in the comments. Yeah, Patreon subscribers, give us money and tell me what to do. <laughs> and then Riven, what were you gonna? You said you took the. I picked the brain up by the cat feet, threw it in okay. my bag. Nice. You now have a cat-footed brain. Yeah, and then I was turning to Alma and saying, what is this place? She goes, this is the crypt of the honored dead. This is where all the past head priests of the order and the the ones that are like more in charge of the order come and that's where they're this is where they're buried. Normally people didn't come down here much, but Solomon started coming down here just a few weeks ago and we started charging exorbitant fees. And I think that's when he started experimenting on people. Can I live here now? And he started bringing down infected people. I must say, and who are the unseeing ones? I don't know what those monsters are, and I don't know where he got those. Uh, are there two more asleep? There are two that are still alive and just sleeping. <laughs> They're sleeping through all this. They, yeah, they, they got another like half a minute. Can I just go over and slit their throats? Everyone else do your thing. I'm just going to go over there and slit their throats. I'll help, Ingus. I'll, I'll bring out my axe. I'll get one. You get the other. Yeah, you, you two can, can go finish them off. I have a rapier that's like stored inside of an umbrella that I never ever have used yet, so I really want to just like, and then you know, slit a throat, Perfect. nice and casually. I, I feel like you have used the rapier umbrella, have you not? Maybe like early on. It's been a while. Cause he's been using uh, the crossbow for a while. Crossbow mostly. And mind fuckings. I'm curious about this armor Father, Father Solomon is wearing. Is it actually armor? As you like look through his through his body, so Daniel, you're kind of the you and Eli are scuffling through the body. You see that the arm that he crushed almost throat with originally, he had like a, he had like a long sleeve on. And as you pull back the sleeve, you see that his arm is actually just made out of kind of interconnecting like metal pieces. At least his left arm. And as you open up his robe, you can see that there's little like metal pieces that are like intertwined around his ribs. 
and it's built, it's like lodged in and his skin is almost like healed into the metal itself. Gross. Ah, oh, crap. How do I get that? He has like a golden chain with his little like golden feather around his neck. And he has a ring on his right arm, which is still made of flesh, that looks like an elephant head on the top. And the trunk goes around and connects into the back of the head. Oh. Is this something Daniel is finding as he rum- rummages through his pockets? Yep. And then there's all. he's also got like a scroll. He takes all of it. He puts it in his inventory that is very short. So, elephant ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, new hotness. What else was there? Sorry. So, there was like a, gold, a golden feather amulet. Golden feather amulet. What else? And some really cool slippers that seem to have like a spider web shape over them. They're, they're woven slippers. Ooh, new slippies. Nice. Spider web Slippers. I feel like that would make a clown more acrobatic. You would think. But anyways, so after Daniel has put all that shit in his pockets, or his backpack or whatever, nothing else, you say? Well, and the shackles that... Well, wait. This whole time, Alma never got out of the shackles. She was shackled. Yeah, she's still locked up. I guess she's still talking from being shackled to the wall. Yeah, she's nice. Someone undo her. <laughs> Forgot about that part. Okay. That'd probably take away from her heartfelt talking to the <laughs> yeah. other members of Mercy's Burden. Probably wasn't quite as heartfelt, but... Right. And then some man explained it for her. No, Solomon would also have, like, a small key. A small key? That would go to, well, probably the shackles. Small... I wonder if this is for Alma's shackles. Small Solomon key. I wonder what that could be for. And the shackles she's in, yeah, seem to be like a weird, have like uh, a weird blue sheen to them. Does the key have a matching blue sheen? Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Daniel proceeds to punch the chain of Alma's <laughs> shackles <laughs> and see if that helps at all. Punching always does. It always does. E- either that or the knife. And the knife has worked more than it should have. If this doesn't work, I've got a rusty nail we can try. Oh, boy. That rusty nail seems cursed, so I'm into it. You punch the chain of the shackles. It hurt one, like, really hurts your hand. It seems really hard. And after you push, ah. you bring your fist away, and you see that it's, like, glowing blue, and then slowly goes back to its regular blue sheen. Okay, good. Almost like it reacted to the, to the attack. Punch. But he didn't seem to do any damage to it. Daniel takes the key, the blue sheening matching key, he even holds mm-hmm. it up to the chain and like waves it back and forth to his eye <laughs> and says, this might work. And then, and then plugs it into the, the collar and then sees what happens. It just kind of unlocks and you hear, you hear the one and the shackles all unlock at the same time. So she had a couple on Oh wow. her wrists and also her legs. I'm five feet away watching this whole thing, and I'm going to go, so why did you punch it? I thought I could do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's teenage bravado is what it is. (laughs) If I could do it, then that could mean I'd be so much cooler. (laughs) Anyways, Alma, (laughs) you're free. You're welcome. So you guys eventually leave the place. So Alma has got his oxygen free from the shackles. And she, with some help from Ingus, convinces the rest of the people that that Solomon was up to no good. And there was something, something happened to him. Probably having to do with the cat-legged brain thing. There was something up. 
that's something that changed them. Um, as you guys go through kind of the rest of kind of the crypt into some of the spots that you haven't been before, there's a room that looks kind of like a completely ransacked laboratory. Ooh. Leading in and out is there's like a bunch of bloodstains leading in and out, bloody footprints. And as you turn the corner kind of into this lab, you see what looks like a destroyed and blood-soaked remains of a medical lab. So tables lay upturned, uh, leaving tools and dirty rags scattered along the floor. In the middle, a t table of papers stands untouched, uh, with three rotting and yet still squirming humanoid specimens that are chained along the walls. You can also see that there's a few other cages that have been opened that have like bite marks and dents in the cages and also kind of like bloody footprints leading out possibly where the other zombies from before were contained and then became released in the middle with the pile of papers you can see it's like a bunch of like medical notes you can see there's different diagrams of human bodies and also through like different stages of like the roving death it looks like he was experimenting on incubation times from the roving death to see how long it takes and then also what's affected. And it says that it can vary from hours until they go full zombie after being bitten, or it can be up to days. And that fully infected individuals still show signs of recognition of personal belongings. And it says with a little question mark, it goes, conscious memories may linger after death with a question mark. And then also some other diagrams of different zombies and also where he had them bit from zombies he had in there before. Did we stop him from doing very important work? Like, is that something we should be worried about? I mean, they were doing it in unethical means. I mean, yeah, he was... He didn't even want to sacrifice himself, asshole. And it was all because of a brain cat at the end of the day, which can't right. be trusted. Can't right. be good. Can't trust a brain cat. It's weird. If it were a brain dog. Yeah, a brain dog is very reasonable. A brain cat is fucking weird. And then on the table, you find a very shiny scalpel. A scalpel? It seems to glint more than what an unmagical item would. I'm gonna take that and put it in my bag right next to the magical needle. You love all the sharp stuff. He gets the sharp objects. Riven has a, a knack for cursed items. You should throw that needle away, though. No, 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 no. Keep that needle. It's probably fine. I'm going to poke someone else with it next time. You get a scalpel, a nail, and a needle. <laughs> what else do you need? A couple pliers and uh, a bone <laughs> saw. I think you're Some vice grips. A whole lot of vice grip. Is Riven a serial killer? Oh, my God. <laughs> Tune in next time. <laughs> On the opposite end of the crypt, before we leave that room, I'm going to draw my short bow, and I'm going to fire an arrow into the head of each of these three squirming individuals. All right. That is very sweet of you. And so with a little extra squirming, you're able to finally give them Before rest. he throws that third arrow, he, Daniel smashes a fist into the last one. <laughs> okay. Picks up on the mood. <laughs> I was going to say, you watch out for the teeth. Don't punch them in the teeth. You'll be good. I, I don't. I punch them in the back of the head. Then you're able to finish him off. And I give a thumbs up to the other member of the Sneaky Boys. A blood curdly thumbs up. <laughs> and you can see that each of those three, they're, they have bite marks in different spots. One's bit in the arm, one in the lower leg, and then one's bit in the neck. And that correlates with like kind of the notes of what would happen if if you got bit in different places. But apparently... Interesting. Sight and speed isn't correlated of when you turn. 
we should try to track down what that one one armed guy if he survives and how he you know, reacts <laughs> later on. Yeah, of course he's gonna survive. I performed life saving surgery on him. He's off in a magical farm with Farah and Aww. yeah, that's a sneaky boy seal of approval right there. <laughs> <laughs> on the opposite end of the crypt, there's a, kind of another smaller room, not quite as bloody, but it's got four different looks like medical beds. Obviously they're bloodstained and whatnot. And there's a little uh, desk again with some kind of papers on top of it. And so in this notebook, again, it's kind of like notes on different experiments that were being done. This one's got notes and different diagrams on metal grafts that were being sewn and integrated into skin, then using magic and Mercy's Burden to heal the skin around it. So instead of Ugh. wearing armor, you could incorporate it into flesh. And they're trying to figure out how to get it to basically sync together using healing magic. I'm stealing all these notes as we're going by. Uh, no knee! Also, in the notes... Write that down, Kurt. Write that down. The term Dark Masters is used over and over. And it looks like the experiments were being used on humanoids to eventually lead to a perfected form that the Dark Masters could use in order to become perfect and then also immune to the roving death. And it talked about like a new cult that was popping up in Best Bothus called the Iron Path. And that he'd be able, they'd be able to use this new cult in order to experiment on humans to better serve the Dark Masters once it was perfected. Ugh, cult, stay away from them. Next to these notes, <laughs> there's this chunk about yay large, about a foot long and maybe like a few inches wide. Of it looks like a kind of like a purple and greenish iridescent bismuth crystal. Oh. I want it. I take it. She's the bismuth collector. Delana, as you like reach your hand towards it, you can see that it's got different like, you know, cubic inner parts inner inlaid into it. And as your hand goes towards it, it seems to flow and like waves of like cubic waves begin to form in it. You grab it and it just kind of begins to almost flow and morph in your hand. Oh shit. So cool. It says, welcome to my sex cult type thing. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time. As you're grabbing it, what's something that you think, what do you think Delano would be thinking about? Touching this flowing metal. She wants to add it to the to the table, our other table piece, for sure. But also, like, this is cool. And she's going to want to figure out if it's magic once she gets her spells back. I don't know. Is it magical? Can't really tell. Seems magical. Could be. Could be dangerous. So for a split second in your mind, the scene flashes of, of Riven kind of stabbing Solomon with his rapier. And just for a second, the metal in waves takes the form of a rapier and then flows back down into an ingot, almost as if it was following your thoughts. Oh my god, I fucking love this shit. Hell yeah, I'm putting that in my bag. (laughs) But that's everything that's in that other part of the crypt. So in other things that are found soul, from the gold that's piled up from all the different victims, so total, you got 1,900 gold. Whoa. We don't have to split it with Henry anymore. Yep, there's 80... 80 platinum. Oh, shit. Platinum? And then 5,200 silver pieces. How many silver? 5,200. I'll, I'll split everything up right now. Yeah, you math it. Everyone gets one 1,040 silver and uh, 
We'll do math later. All right, so that's everything. Do we uh, mm. probably sneak out of here at this point? Any other items? Oh, yeah, that giant small man's armor. Yeah, so it'd be a would be a set of splint mail. Split mail? That sounds pretty cool. Splint. Splint? Even cooler. You know if that's heavy or... I think it's heavy. That's not useful. It's at least sellable. I only punched it. Can't be that busted up, right? And he's got a warhammer and a shield. See, this is why we buy a donkey. To carry that with us? Yeah. Okay, Riven is getting very anxious to get out of this literal grave. It's probably fine. Now that we've explored everything, Alma, you've had a very long day. What do you say you come back with us to the tavern and have some soup? Meat! Or meat! How's the full mass sound to you? Any place sounds better than here. Mm. Agreed. Can't wait for you to try our bacon. Does Alma know a way out of here besides the front door, which is barred right now? She goes, there's only the front. There shouldn't be any other exit. It's just, it's a crypt. If we leave the crypt, is there a way out of here? Like the garden area or? Yeah, through the back, through the back hedges, there's a way out. Okay, we're going to have to go that way. Lead the way, Alma. And she goes, why? Yeah, we can't go through the front door. Uh, bu- 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 kind of barricaded it and murdered people. We're all talking over each other. Yeah, we okay. should just go the way that you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Believe me, that is not a direction we want to go. All right, let's just get out of here. Okay. And you're able to retrace your steps up, kind of back the way you came, up the stairs, up the stairs, and then kind of out through the doors of the crypt leading back out into the kind of that courtyard behind the temple. And as you exit you can kind of hear some some ruckus coming from like inside the temple but there's there's no one back in the courtyard at this point we should get out of here dudes let's sneak we're all sneaky boys now goes okay yeah there's like a there's like a gate in the back like between some of the hedges yeah let's go out the backside. yeah go fast really are you sure i'm sure everybody in the temple would fuck off no 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 go 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 okay there's like severed arms and there's there's like <laughs> doors full of blades and let's just let's let's go to the back door. It'll take a lot of explaining, but I that meat's only gonna be good for so long. We gotta get going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ham is our excuse. Perfect, perfect. And so there's a there's like an iron gate at the back that's like covered in ivy and she just she just like opens the latch and just swings it open and she goes, all right, I can. I can follow you back, and eventually I'll, I'll come back, and I'm sure the people, the rest of the Mercy's burden brothers and sisters will come around once they understand the evil that overcame Father Solomon. Of course oh, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine, they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Serving the people of this community for free is all the thanks we'll ever need. That's it. For, for free, for 1,900 gold pieces. And more than 1,000 silver pieces. Just remember that, too. I guess we made off pretty good, but whatever. <laughs> we, we, we did okay. There was platinum involved, and I don't even know how much. To the meat store, guys! <laughs> and I got a cat brain. <laughs> oh, that that's the real treasure. <laughs> Maybe the real treasure is the cat brains we made along the way. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You make it back to the inn, you open up, and there's... What was it? I think it'd just be like early afternoon... Afternoon, because I think you guys first got to the temple. I think in, like in late morning. I think is when it started. So it'd be kind of like one. It'd be like towards the end of lunch right now. You open up and every, there's you know the tables are packed and there's other people sitting at the bar. The door. You guys come in and Grom looks at you and you can see his eyes kind of wide as he's serving some bread to some customers and he yells out, "All right, inn's closed. Get out. Get out!" <laughs> and he starts just shooing people out and all the 
different sailors and fishermen are kind of looking at him like, what, we just got here, get out, get out, take the bread, go, get out. And he grabs a broom and starts smacking people in the back of the knees to get out. <laughs> and slowly but surely, everyone is shushed. I'm, as soon as he closes the door, I'm going to pull the two halves of the brain out by the cat feet. And so he closes the door with Alma inside, and he looks at, obviously, the gore that everyone's just about covered in. And he goes, what we, in the hell's happened to you? We saved the we day. We went to a gory hole. <laughs> Dana just gives a thumbs up. Everything, and he looks, he looks over at, at Alma, and she kind of explains the situation that you were the heroes that were responsible for, you know, taking care and ridding Father Solomon of his evil, even though it ended up, you know, taking his life. Everything should go completely back to normal now. Probably. And then I'm going to say, and then a cat <laughs> brain crawled out of him. I'm going to lay the cat brain down on the table. Cat? Like how often we bring disgusting stuff and just throw it on this table. You can see Alan's over, like, at another table, like, scrubbing some stain off. He looks at the cat brain just getting slopped down on a table, and he just goes... <sighs> Always with that goddamn face. <laughs> Can't you be more welcoming? Grum looks at it and he goes, I don't know what that is, guys. That came out of him? Moral of the story is, Father Solomon is taken care of. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Should we have brain soup? Ooh, interesting. Maybe we shouldn't eat it. I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> I got to say, well done, but we had a couple fishermen in here that were saying that there was some attack on the temple. Would you guys know anything about that? That was us. That may have happened. I'm in the dark about it. <laughs> Get it because of the, the <laughs> darkness. Because there was darkness cast. Yeah. Other than that, though, we killed Father Solomon, Is that if that's what you're asking. And we killed the zombies. There's zombies? The unseeing ones. Yeah, there's a money man we killed. The giant dwarf. There's a plethora. And at one point, Alma's neck was like snapped completely in half and it's like not anymore. There was, we didn't discriminate to who we killed except for if they were bad guys. So we killed. We unkilled Alma. Yeah, Alma's good. Yeah, and she goes and explains to Grom that you saved her life. A hundred percent. Did I mention there was a cat brain? <laughs> it's a brain cat, not a cat brain. And it tried to melt my brain, and I was very upset about that. So in conclusion, <laughs> who can tell us more about cat brain? More importantly, who pays? <laughs> who pays? I think we already got paid. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pay... More? <laughs> More You are pay. the perfect candidate for a philanthropic secret society. <laughs> More pay for Daniel-san. You can text what you want along the way. Okay, I did that, but what about- This is for the better of everyone. And I'm gonna oh. go, but let, like, let's focus on the cat brain. Okay. I know a guy that might be able to help on this. I don't know what's up with the cat brain. Okay. I know a guy. So, Ruben, hold on, hold on to that. You got a good bag? I, I, it's 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 a, it's okay. It's a great bag. Maybe there's a bag of holding we can borrow. I got a sack in the back. Okay. I'll I'll bring somebody over. I think you'll know. You'll know what this is. I think. That, that's all I want. Cat brain. Why does it have legs? Okay. And he like kind of like scoops it into like this other like leather sack. He goes, crazy world, crazy world. Hmm. It sure is. Going back to the lunch crew that was just in. So the, with that whole attack on the temple? Yeah. Ingus. Uh-huh. They said there was some crazy clown that was coming up. <laughs> yeah. They said some kid, indistinct, and he kind of looks, looks at you a little bit, Daniel. But they said that a very small clown 
was seen before the attack on the temple, and then everything went dark. It's a very big city. There could be many clowns of many sizes, multiple of which could be small. <laughs> How many f- child fools are there? There's not a lot of child clowns. The odds are high that the clown in question is me, but <laughs> I'm not panicking. But did they mention how many times that kid got punched in the face? I didn't, I didn't hear about that. I just heard it was an absolute mess. Damn. How bruised was that child? I didn't hear the details on that. All I heard that there was a really small clown that was seen before the attack, and I saw a lot of blue cloaks running down the street towards the temple. Circumstantial evidence is all I've got to say, dude. (laughs) I think we're all going to have to lay low for a bit while this blows over, especially you, big guy. And he points over at you, Angus. I am all about fading into character, (laughs) is all I have to say about that. (laughs) You want me to fade into the background? Then I fade into the background. Where'd Ingus go? Ingus, I think it's best if we we send you off just for a bit until things cool down around here. You're the only guy that it sounds like, and this is from the drunks, so I'm not sure, but it sounds like that you're the only guy that they spotted. Unless you take off all your makeup and keep it off. And even then, they'll be probably looking for little people for a while. What if he just went from a happy clown to a sad clown? Like, that would work, right? Oh, or an angry clown. Sounds like they're looking for small clown in general. This may be curtains down for Ingus and Bezbobus. Oh, no. But what if we got you a clown car? What, it's a car? (laughs) (laughs) Or what if you just had to be in charge of the the sessions from now on? (laughs) If laying low is what Janandra wishes, then... Whatever Janander wants, Janandra gets. Send in the clown. It'll be for the best. Hmm. I'll close up shop for a while. We'll just lay down. We'll lay low for a while. We'll see how the Children of Chaos react. I think we'll be all right. I don't think they got too much of a feel of identifying other one, anyone other than Angus. All I ask is that wherever I go, they give me a little halfling-sized bed and a place to sleep. Wouldn't you rather a full-size bed? You have a regular-sized bed and have more room. Yeah, dude. I appreciate being catered to, you know, the specificity No, you're right. You're an artiste. I get it. Angus is going to get emotional and, and sort of, like, try to get everyone to come in for a group hug, whether they do or not. Yeah, Daniel pushes away a bit. Just play a, us a piccolo tune. That'd be really nice. You were fun to punch. I'm going to turn to Grom and be like, where do I go from here? We'll go down in the basement to the door, and then I'll I'll send you off. You just gotta walk through. I I know where we'll send you. Don't worry, you'll come back. I'll nod and I'll say, lead the way, and then I will indeed pull out my piccolo, and I will shed a single tear as I piccolo and follow Grom where okay. he's bringing me. And Grom just he just kind of like leads you towards the back where the where like the trap door is into the basement where that leads. And he turns over, over the back and he goes, he goes, Alan, pull out some ham. These guys are hungry, I'm sure. <laughs> ham, ham, And Alan is just scrubbing a table and just goes, ah, ah. And he just throws the cloth up and he goes, starts sulking towards the back to go grab some ham out of the back. And the very last thing Ingus says is always with that goddamn face. <laughs> and, and as Ingus leaves Daniel's eyesight through whatever doorway or whatever, he sucks a tear back into his tear ducts and says, and the energy just gives a salute. Just a little. Ugh! 
that's, that's how it. strong of a, a monkey's become. He can literally suck liquids back into his body. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it's what the cartoon says, anyways. Bye, Ingus. And that, that's that's quite the exit. Send out the clowns. Ingus, you're walking down. Grom opens the door, and you see the door kind of leads into a strange place. And he goes, you did a good job. Don't worry. You'll be back. We'll, they'll have jobs for you on the other side. I will do one last flourish of the piccolo. And then I'll tuck it away. <laughs> I'll do a last bow, and then I'll walk through the door. Grom, like, one tear goes down, and he goes, you got away with music, kid. And he kind of, like, walks you through, and then closes <laughs> the door behind you. That was the first performance I ever enjoyed of his, and now he's gone. <laughs> I hope you're not talking about that as, like, your husband and wife situation in real life. Shut up. It's all <laughs> in character. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us on another quest. Be sure to tune in next time to keep up with the continuing adventures of our crew. You can check out the video version of our adventures on YouTube, or you can listen to them as podcasts wherever podcasts are found. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Heads Must Roll on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks!